gritty culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Renaissance Woman. Melissa Itell Duran, and if you go to MelissaItellDuran.com, you can check out the two documentaries, binge listen to everything we've been doing, uh, and, and cherry pick. There's so much there, but uh, always thrilled to talk to our host each and every week. Melissa Itell Duran, how are you? I'm, I'm holding my own, Frank. How are you? Doing well. Uh, how's, how's the president doing? He seemed like he had a little rough day yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's had really a, a great couple of days anyway or a couple of months for that matter but yesterday was a real whammy uh, not only did Kristen Cinema uh, make a, a very uh, pointed speech in which she said she would not support getting rid of the filibuster um, much to the delight of, of um, Joe Manchin who thought her speech was wonderful but um, also to the chagrin of, of, of I guess the, the Progressives and 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 Joe Biden, who was trying to bend in their you know toward their way, and also uh, the Supreme Court rule that you can't have a um, a vaccine mandate in uh, in private industry, um, especially um, among healthcare workers. You can't force people to to get a vaccine or else. So. Yes, it was the president's uh, very bad, um, <laughs> not so good day. <laughs> wow, terrible day for him. What did he say? Did he? Yeah. Does he seem to realize what um, what's going on? Or is he kind of oblivious to this? No, actually, he made a speech. Now he may have made a, a, a comment, or actually, it was a speech. It had to do with voting rights, saying that the filibuster was the reason why voting rights acts couldn't be passed and he called anyone who stood in that in the way of those a jim crow a racist uh, you know all kinds of names i mean it was just i mean mitch mcconnell thought it was just beneath him to have to have, to have even said things like that you know anyone who disagrees with him is a racist a jim crow uh, um i mean it, it was just uh you know outright mudslinging and and um you know, it just shows how far down uh, or how far left the president really has become in order to, I guess, survive uh, his term. Yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing um, that they would go he would go that far. That's that's really going for it. You know, I mean, that's like uh, beyond what anybody I think would recommend him doing. And. You know, he's got to keep the middle if he's ever thinking of running for office or if he's just thinking of governing for for the next uh, three years or whatever it is. Uh, you know, he's got, uh, yeah, three years. I mean, he's got three years left. And and to start bringing up Jim Crow is, uh, it might seem like a Hail Mary pass to people. And it's it's a little early for a Hail Mary, Mary pass. Yeah. And then also, you, you know, you, you have to recognize that He's not going anywhere in the from the polls. I mean, he's hit rock bottom, and his approval rating is also down in the toilet, and his uh, VP isn't too uh, isn't doing so well. And there's already talk, and you may have seen this, of guess who is making wants to make a comeback for the third time? Miss Hillary. That's right. Wow. <laughs> well, I saw somebody say, uh, you, you know, things aren't going well when people are starting to call uh, Hillary 2024 a real thing. 
And, um, you know, that's, uh, boy, that is something. You know, that would be something if she if she did that. Yeah, I mean, Kamala Harris. And, and by the way, the, it, the, the fight that would ensue between those two would be would be worth the price of admission. Um, mm-hmm. Can you imagine uh, Kamala Harris and Hillary Clinton going at it? Oh, my God. But there's already talk of, of disposing of, of, of Kamala um, by, I don't know, rerouting her to the Supreme Court if, there's a, if, there, if an opening should become available. And then, um, you know, interestingly enough, um, on the Republican side, there are people who are already saying that, that you-know-who is, uh, is coming back. Yep. And he's going to be back in the White House. And if he goes against Hillary, it's a rematch of 2016, and 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 Hillary's going to go down. I mean, this is this is what we're you know this is the the fight. This is like the you know the big the heavyweight title fight that we're waiting for. The big you know you know the big uh, the, you know the the closed circuit screening fight that we yeah. that we were waiting for. Yeah, and and you know he's he's never leaving the presidential race if Hillary's in there. Never. Hillary is inviting Donald Trump to uh, to cement himself in as the candidate next time. So the 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 Republicans are hoping Hillary's not the the candidate. Think about it, right? I know. Because, well, yeah. unless they want Trump, if there's a Republican, you know, the the set of Republicans out there that want Trump, they want Hillary. But the others don't mm-hmm. because not that they don't think that they can beat her, that, but the the guy they can't get out is Trump, and he's going to define this. You know, that would be basically what is it? It, it would be twelve years of Trump, right? Uh, four years, then four years on the outside, thinking about the comeback, and four years as president, and he would be able to do consecutive terms, right? Uh, it's uh, the term limit thing is done. Yes. He, if he were to come back, I mean, he he thinks he's going to, you know, follow in the footsteps of Grover Cleveland, who uh, lost an election, uh, waited out four years, and came back in, in, four years later. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, let's see what, um, you know, let's see what, what happens here. But wow, uh, what's what's coming out of um, uh, Dame Hillary's? mouth right now i mean is it uh is is she saying it or does she have people floating it does she have her surrogates kind of floating the idea out there and and are they trial balloons or has she said something well she hasn't come out uh, directly to say it but she is floating things out there i mean she made a she she had an interview uh, recently um, where she said, uh, you know, progressives are what, what are killing. They're the ones who are killing the party. And if you really, you know, she was, it was a warning. And then, and that was interpreted as meaning, you know, uh, you can't hold it together. You're ruining the party. I'm going to have to step in. And, you know, when, if you look at it, actually, uh, it's, it's not so far-fetched because the, the Biden, you know, regardless of the fact that he would be 82 years old on his, at his next inauguration, uh, he can't hold it together. Has the lowest approval ratings. I mean, he—he he, people see him. The public sees him as um, um, physically and possibly, well, not and not possibly, but probably uh, mentally um, challenged, uh, and, and 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 too much so to even hold office to continue holding office. And and uh, I mean, this 
what happened yesterday. I mean, he and of course, the, you know, that only cemented. It. And of course, we have the "Let's Go Brandon" movement. Um, I, I I don't know. If, I'm not sure if he really gets it. They you know they had him on for uh, I think it was a Christmas thing or a New Year's or a New Year's call, and 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 somebody called in and said, "Let's go, Brandon," which was really derogatory. And I think Jill Jill figured it out, but she didn't. You know, she didn't want to give it up. But um, I don't think the president got. He just said, "Yeah, let's go, Brandon." He said the same thing. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> I don't think he realized what that was. That what that meant. But um, yeah, I mean, with with his with. with you know, with the way things are going in the White House, a lot of Democrats are, are scrambling to figure out. You know, how do we save this party before you know we 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 go down the you know down the the toilet in the midterms, and then we lose everything in in the, you know, in 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 the 2024 election. So maybe the, the answer is you know let let Biden go to the you know the you know sunny rest home or someplace, and let's get Kamala out of there. You know, who needs her? And let's put Hillary in. Hillary's going to save the day. Hillary Hillary will make things better. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, just, you know, just imagine, uh, imagine how you're feeling if you're a young Democrat at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's got to be all kinds of things. By the way, uh, there's a, there's a meme of, mm-hmm. of Jill Biden, uh, Jill Biden saying uh, to everyone, thanks. Now, uh, now he thinks his name is Brandon. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, who knows? <laughs> I thought it was Joe. I thought it was Joe. Hey, you, you know, I had a. Uh, and before I go, let me continue. Let me uh, and let me just remind folks to go to melissaitelljourn dot com. I, I had a, a Democratic congressman, former Democratic congressman. He's a very interesting guy. I I had mm-hmm. him on yesterday. Uh, just I, I pre-recorded something with him. His name is Ben Jones. And he was uh-huh. Cooter, if you remember that show, uh, Dukes of Hazard. And I, I, I interviewed him a long time ago, and it was a fascinating, fascinating uh, read because, uh, or listen, I should say, because he, uh, he grew up without electricity, grew up with, uh, um, w- without uh, running water, and, and then he became, uh, you know, on this show that a lot of people are like, oh, what a goofy show or whatever. You know, he, he becomes this character on there. Uh, he, he was a raging alcoholic in, uh, uh, in, the, uh, in the middle of his life, and he, he recovered for 46 years. And he started a, a you know, a, a business down there in, in, in the South, and he's done very well called Cooters of all things. But he got elected in 89 to 93. And you know he's uh, you know you got to imagine, and he was down in Georgia. You got to imagine, pretty conservative guy. But he said to me yesterday, he and mm-hmm. it was an interesting uh, situation. But he said we we have a president. He said, and I'm a Democrat saying this, but he said we have a Democrat. Uh, I mean, a president who is clearly suffering from dementia. He said it's not it's not even up for question in my mind. He's suffering from dementia. Now, what do you think about that? What uh, Congressman, former Congressman Jones, had to uh, had to say. He, by the way, he's eighty years old yeah. and he's completely fluid. He's completely well. Uh, that's great. He's, yeah, yeah. Some people are, you know, and and uh, it, I think it's just it, it's just evident. There's there's something. Unfortunately, there there is there are some problems there. And uh, he, who you know, whoever's pulling his strings, and I suspect it's Dr. Jill, 
and other people, uh, the, uh, the, his handlers, um, they took a they took a big risk. They figured, well, this is you know he'll he's the best the best shot we have at, at at defeating Trump. Not that anyone wants him, but he's the best shot at defeating him. And we'll just you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll wheel him out when we need him. We'll we'll tell him what to say, and you know maybe he'll be able to pull this off until we get a real president in four years. And now I think the the the, uh, the gig is up. And uh, the facade is is uh, is is, is uh, showing its true colors, and uh, now the the truth is coming out, and 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 nobody's nobody's a fool. People see there's something wrong there, and uh, his you know whether it's his wife who was propping him up, uh, and and allowing this to happen. I mean, last year we saw the physical. The physical manifestations of it. He the, he felt he he went was uh, going. Uh, I guess he was going back to the White House, and he tried to go up the stairs and in, in, in the uh, to the airplane and to the plane, and he stumbled down quite a number of steps. I don't know if he. I imagine it must have hurt. There was no one with him. This was supposed to be a photo op. This was last February. And it was painful to watch, and you realize that there were this this man is not well enough to, you know, to to hold it together. He's he's got some problems. I know that it's, as you get older, you know, accidents happen. Um, you know, George uh, H. W. Bush became ill on a trip to Japan. He was meeting with, uh, I guess, the the, uh, the prime minister and, and other dignitaries in Japan. He was he was being hosted at a, at a, a cocktail reception dinner, and he got uh, ill. He had stomach problems. He I think he passed out. He threw up, uh, and he wasn't. He, he was only in his 60s, and he was made fun of. So uh, this is a tough, you know, being president is, is a tough job. I mean, being mayor of New York City is the second toughest job in the United States. Being the, free, the leader of the free world requires an enormous amount of, of stamina and uh, an ounce of good health. And when you're an older person and you're already, uh, you're, you're already um, affected by the, you know, the twinges of, of of uh, dementia, perhaps, and and ill health, it makes it very, almost impossible to be able to do your job. I mean, you're apt to have these these incidents where you know you are not at your best physically or mentally, and somebody else has to step in. And of course, there's been speculation all along that somebody else in the White House is calling the shots. I, I, you know, very very interesting. It's a, and we're watching it develop in front of our eyes and some people might say oh it's scary and some people might say ah you're making uh you're making things up some people might say um you're making too much of it but i, I a lot of people are acknowledging on both sides that there there there's an issue you know and and on all sides like i said that was a democratic former democratic congressman um yesterday who uh, who said that, a very intelligent guy uh frank mckay here so much more importantly melissa i tell is where everyone has to go and, and watch the documentaries uh, two documentaries there and she's the author of several books and uh she just everything she does she does very very well uh melissa oh, let me let me ask you about the the comparisons that uh that biden uh, president biden uh, might be getting a lot of people immediately go to Jimmy Carter and say, "Well, he's very much like Jimmy Carter," and you know, and and you know, I guess 
the the comparison there would be that um, you know like ineptitude is is what people are are saying to maybe a decent guy maybe not I think Jimmy Carter was a very nice guy he was a, just a, a very bad president I think he's a pretty good ex-president in, in some ways uh, Jimmy Carter yeah. you know right he's um, a nice man he builds houses for people you know that type of thing he does a lot and, of and good yeah right you know that yes type. especially overseas he did a lot for third world countries that were suffering from uh, from from all kinds of um, parasitic infections and, and 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 he tried to improve their 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 living conditions and he went you know when he was younger he and his wife were able to go all over the globe um, setting up getting medical care and, and and treating these third world nations do you think somewhere along the line people are going to start making the comparisons to Woodrow Wilson and Edith Wilson um, as uh, as opposed to Jimmy Carter? And, it, you know, I think you know where I'm going, right? I mean, uh, Edith Wilson, uh, many would uh, felt uh, was running the show when uh, when her husband was incapacitated. I'm not saying, I'm not comparing him to that yet, but could he get to the... Uh, get to the point where he stopped making public appearances. Could you see that happening over the next three years? Well, then we know that something's up. I mean, that that, that uh, something's amiss. I mean, easily as they I, back, then. back then you didn't even have, um, oh, you didn't have television. Uh, I don't even know if you had radio. Did you have? Was there radio in 1919? I, I don't know. It was all print. No, I don't. No, so no, this was very easy. They, they, you know, only a small section of the public. Uh, didn't see Woodrow Wilson uh, and his wife, um, Edith Wilson. Yeah, was it was behind the scenes, you know, make doing a lot of thought of the footwork, you know, doing the, the, the calls, the paperwork. I mean, it's amazing that, you know, the, no one else stood, stepped in. I don't know, maybe you know, maybe the I don't know if they had a chief of staff in those days, but it was a much simpler, a smaller scale operation in the White House. Yeah, she did a lot of stuff. He was in bed uh, um, uh, with a stroke, and uh, obviously he he was incapacitated. And she, you know, she she went you know went into his office and she tried to you know keep the keep the uh, his 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 uh, term going. And um, um, I don't know if the public was that aware of, of his m missing uh, public appearances because we didn't have television, we didn't have radio, we had the print media, and uh, you know the, the, the world was a much uh, it was not a, a smaller place; it was a much more remote place. And if you didn't see the president, well, you know I don't think you really missed that much. You didn't notice. Um, and she was able to, you know, get by. But um, you know, Jill, Jill Biden may be propping him up, probably, you know, um, uh, you know, prepping him before an, an appearance, before a news conference, before, uh, you know, before a meeting, saying, okay, we're going to be doing this. You got to do this tonight. You, you've got to be there. You get, you, you've got to be at the, this room for, at, at 9 a.m. You're going to be shaking hands. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you got the, you got the, you got the Supreme Court is going to be saying something. So, yeah, yeah, make your speech. You know, get your speech ready. Um, um, and cinema's going to be talking, so you got to look look tough, you know. <laughs> you know, pull yourself together, Joe. Come on, pull yourself together. And she's smacking him on the face. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you something: uh, Are you noticing his speeches being shorter? Are they are they giving him a break? Are they uh, are they uh, trying to make this more concise and more deliberate? 
um, you know, and again, they can't hide them. You know, it's a 24-hour news cycle. By the way, there's no 24-hour news cycle now. It's a, it's a moment by moment with social media being what it is and digital age and so forth. But with, with the media being what it is now, uh, are, are you noticing any changes in his speech uh, habits? I mean, are they shorter speeches? Well, they're definitely not always coherent. I mean, he said some things that, for example, he in his New Year address, he he wished everyone a happy 2020. Oh, <laughs> my God. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Yes. Now, these are, these are you know, um, glaring examples of, of, of uh, you know, his, his uh, lapse in memory. But she, even she has come in and, and, and cut, cut, you know, cut in to say, okay, let's go, you know, if, if he started to veer off, you know, off track during a public appearance. So she's, you know, in her way, she has tried to, um, you know, um, you know, uh, manage things. You know, she's tried to be the, uh, you know, the, I guess the the gatekeeper. Um, but uh, yes, they have. They they definitely have. You know, they they'll cut the, the, a speech short and, and the tele on the teleprompter if they feel that he is starting to lose it. And, you know, how much can you hide? You know, he's, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of people who were uh, close in age to him, who were in much better, you know, who were much sharper, who were more spry. Uh, Joe Manchin, who's only 74, uh, he acts like a man of, in his 50s. Yeah, he does. You know, he, he mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I, I would never believe. You, you know what? Things are different now. Uh, age is different now. And, and I want to make sure people aren't listening and thinking that we're, we're uh, engaging in ageism at all. I mean, there are people that are, uh, that are very, uh, you know, very, very coherent um, at, uh, at, at an advanced age. And, uh, and nowadays, I, you know, Melissa, when I had a, a grandmother, and she was in her fifties, uh, and I'm mm-hmm. fifty-four now. And 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 again, I, I I'm not the the picture of health by any means. But the thing is, I, I, what my grandparents looked like in their fifties, mm-hmm. uh, and again, mm-hmm. they went through the depression. They went through World War II. They you know went through all kinds of uh, hard living. So I'm not I'm not saying oh check us out or whatever. But somehow or another. They they looked a lot older in their fifties, uh, our grandparents yeah. than uh, right. than we do in the seventies. Right. When you get mm-hmm. into the seventies um, mm-hmm. and and the eighties, boy, these guys look. I, I mean, Biden looks good. You know, I mean, he looks good. He doesn't sound. He doesn't always sound good, right? Uh, Trump yeah. looks good for in, in his seventies, right? I mean, he's uh, you know, he he looks seven. Good. What is he? Seventy five already? He's older. I thought he was seventy six, but oh. maybe you're right. Maybe. Well, maybe I don't know. I'm not sure exactly when he was born, but yeah. Well, people look different. If you look at the television shows from thirty five years ago, the sitcoms. You know, the Golden Girls. I didn't realize this. I thought they were in their 60s. They were they were supposed to be women in their 50s. So you see how they're depicted yeah. in their in their oh they're, they're, they look they look oh you know they look matronly. Yeah. Um, I they and and take a look at the at the cast in um, the uh, Sex and the City reboot. They're also in their mid 50s, mid 55 and over. They don't look matronly. Yep. Now they don't look 20, but Look, you know, these are, uh, you know, they're with it. They look fashionable. I mean, they don't look. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. You know? Yeah, they look. No, no, no. Like it's all right. Like they go out on dates 
the golden exactly was like a novelty if they went out on a date you know except for Rue McClanahan yeah right, right right she was always yeah she was always pushing herself she was you know the sexy one and she was forever young and then you know Dorothy uh, B Arthur's character would cut in and, or or the or the one who played her mother they they throw in a you know they, they they would just end her her hopes and throw in you know a backhanded comment to, to remind her you're not you know you're not a spring chicken either um but you, you but it sees a different depiction of a society's depiction of of age so you look at the 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 golden girls at the, at the same time period as the, the as the, you know sarah jessica parker and 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 the cast of the new re, of the reboot totally different yeah, I mean they're beautiful. They look like beautiful young women. I mean, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, vivacious and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not kids. They don't look like kids, but they look like no. you know, reg- you know, uh, you know, uh, mature women. Uh, but uh, they they look like they're you know they're in in dating mode. You know, they as they're supposed. They look to. they look good. I mean, they're attractive. They don't they they're not matronly. So ageism is different depending on the you know which society uh, di- dictates. But some people are more with it than others. Some people just they, they don't they they their minds are young and 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 they they do not exhibit you know the the uh, the, the the problems of old age. And Joe Biden is is uh, you know and unfortunately he he is um, he's in the midst of 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 a, of a decline. A, a physical and definitely a mental decline. It's not to say, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's symptomatic of an uh, of an, a low IQ. Um, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, the, uh, the uh, who was the first female Supreme Court justice, uh, her husband was an attorney. He got Alzheimer's. He wasn't a, a, a stupid man. He was a, a very well educated man. But she had she had to put him into an institution, into a well, not a, they don't call it that anymore. He had to go into a, a a care facility because he he couldn't live at home anymore. He had Alzheimer's. So everybody is different. Yeah, uh, no, no question about it. Uh, again, you're listening to Melissa Itell Juran, and if you go to melissaiteljuran.com, please. Uh, check out the two vi- videos there, the two documentaries. Uh, Melissa, I tell join each and every week on 124 different outlets and growing, maybe more. And uh, please, whoever you're listening to us on or whatever you're listening to us, just continue to do that. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Melissa, uh, the the uh, the whole idea of of Joe Biden and you touched on it a little while ago it was for the democrats to uh, to get somebody that could beat Trump somebody that was acceptable and we did a show you know probably about a year ago i, I mean almost like a year ago today it was like that and I, I think we called it "Bye Bye Biden," right? You know, we, we you know, mm-hmm. we thought Biden was on his way out, and he was mm-hmm. before South Carolina. And what happened? Right, right. What really happened was uh, Jim Clyburn and uh, South Carolina African American uh, community in South uh, South Carolina came out big for Biden. And they crushed Bernie Sanders down there because Bernie Sanders looked like he was going to be the guy. And I think the mm-hmm. the mainstream Democrats, if you remember, the mainstream Democrats all got together, and and the mainstream Democrats are the Obamas, the um, and the Clintons, mm-hmm. the um, you know the Gores, maybe who knows, you know, like all of uh, all of those folks, they got together and said, okay, who can we get 
to beat Trump. We don't want Trump in there, and we can't have Bernie Sanders. Um, let's all get behind Biden. It's the only thing we can do. Let's get behind Biden, right? And basically, it's what okay. happened. And then he he uh, he came out of South Carolina. Uh, Clyburn was a uh, was a hero. I mean, he uh, he launched it. I don't know what he's doing in the administration, but I, I was saying that Clyburn could probably write his own own ticket. But now that he's there, it's almost like the if you've ever seen the candidate with uh, with Robert Redford, he gets elected mm-hmm. and then he's in the in the yeah. car and the last you know line in the movie basically is now what. What do we do now? You know, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the concept. And and that's where the Dems maybe I'm not you know, I'm not saying for sure. I'm asking you. And, and is it a possibility? And the listeners, is it a possibility that they got rid of they got rid of Trump? They got rid of President Trump and they created President Biden. And now they're like, uh oh, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, now they they're looking at that next year's midterms and the the prognosis isn't does not look good they're expecting a, a you know a bloodbath and the next uh, the next election for the, the white house that may go down they may lose everything uh, because they this man can't hold it together he's only, he was only there for the moment and he did his he served his purpose but he's showing his you know his true colors and they they've got to do something and then you've got, you know, his vice president, who isn't too popular these days. Uh, and frankly, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think she's a strong candidate at all. No, it's uh, it's it, we're we're in a unique situation. We're watching a unique situation develop, and uh, and the the Democrats uh, and Republicans. I mean, let's face it, the, the Republicans. There's a big uh, amount of Republicans that do not want President Trump back. And, and there are Dems right now figuring out what do we do from here. Uh, so it is complicated. Let me ask you, uh, bef- before we go, uh, and, and we have a little time to talk about him, uh, Prince Andrew, how is he doing? Uh, he oh, came boy. up quite a bit in, in the uh, Ghislaine, uh, what is it, uh, Ghislaine uh, Maxwell trial, and, um, and he did not look good. In, in this whole situation, the royal family did not look good. Uh, are they taking steps? Are they uh, taking action against Prince Andrew? Well, the Queen has stripped her favorite son of all his royal and military patronages. So, in effect, he's been, I guess, royally emasculated, and uh, so he's still a duke. Uh, he is embarrassingly. Uh, um, kicked to the side of the road <laughs> and, and and because of this. Now, I, a lot of people are speculating that she did this, even though this is a civil lawsuit. I'm not absolving him of anything, but it, it, this is one person who's accused him of something that is not 100% certain. This woman who's accusing him, um, Virginia Giuffre, uh, is actually not credible. She's been accused of, of lying of, uh, and also of, of of helping um, procure girls for Jeffrey Epstein. And, it, and if you look at the infamous picture of her with the prince and, and Ghislaine in the background, she doesn't look that oppressed uh, to me. She looks pretty, you know, pretty, you know, awestruck there. You know, golly gee, I'm with the prince here. And uh, I don't, and she was getting paid pretty well. She took a settlement uh, for uh, half a million dollars from the Epstein fund, which doesn't cover any, you know, any anything, any encounters with the prince. Not that that's a lot of money for what she says she was put through, but 
Yeah, but she she when the when the money was there, she didn't seem to be running away. Now that you know everything is out in the open, she wants to, you know she wants to be treated as a victim, and she wants her due, and she wants to you know she wants to bring Prince Andrew down, and uh, she's gotten she's gotten the go ahead in this that there will be a civil suit. So um, the Queen, I guess. Uh, in response to perhaps the advice of her her royal advisors, her PR people, Buckingham Palace and whatever, uh, has approved uh, said that he will uh, her favorite son has has will no longer have his royal or military titles. Will still be the Duke of York, but he will not be called His Royal Highness. Uh, and that's a, a that's a big come down. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that happened to Princess Diana when, when uh, she and Charles divorced. She lost her Royal Highness title, and she but she retained the Diana Princess of Wales. And her son said to her, "Well, someday, you know, Mom, when I get to be king, I'm going to get, I'm going to restore your title. So don't worry." <laughs> but uh, now, you know, um, he's in uh, Prince Andrew. He's he's down in the dumps. He's he's in big, you know. He's, uh, you know, he's he's a nobody right now. Wow! I mean, just think about all of this. It's um, I, look, I, I'm I'm not big on the royals, but it is fascinating to see how they handle it. This is a major league scandal. I mean, what they're talking about, these folks doing, and again, you, like you said, it's uh, and you said it properly. It is one person saying it. You know, one person accusing him. But obviously, there's enough smoke there for the queen to, uh, uh, to to feel that there's fire. By the way, I almost called her the queen mother. She's not the queen mother, right? The queen mother no, would have there's been... No, she's, queen mother is, would have been over 100, would have been 120 years right. old or something. <laughs> no, she's not. Queen mother was her mother. That was... Her mother, right. It was, a queen mother would be the mother of the, the, the monarch. So um, had Diana lived... Uh, she would have been known as the Queen Mother uh, if she had been still married to Prince Charles, uh, and 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 at his death she would have been known as the Queen Mother. But that is not never meant to be. Uh, so um, yeah, we don't have a, anyone who who will be a Queen Mother. Maybe you know, uh, uh, Kate Catherine, Kate, yeah. Catherine, right. not her mother, but. Catherine, because her parents are commoners. Catherine, when her husband passes and her son becomes king, she will be Catherine, the queen mother. Wow! Right, uh, right. That's interesting. Uh, it's you know it, it is and it's and it's not. But one thing they have um, in front of them right now is they they have a you know they have a royal scandal. Uh, I think because Harry and Meghan. Um, keep the press so busy and that's like a a quote-unquote sexier story that somehow that that covers it up but over there let me tell you in 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 great britain this is a big big story it might not be as big here but uh but over there i guarantee you they're talking about it constantly uh where is prince andrew now prince andrew well he's probably you know um huddling with his attorneys uh, you know, uh, secluded somewhere, uh, trying to figure out how he's going to get out of this mess. Because you know, they they were his attorneys were trying to pull all kinds of things. I mean, they were, you know, they thought, well, this this woman Virginia Jufre lives in Australia, so she can't sue him in the United States. But that because it happened 
you know, uh, in, in, in and around Epstein's properties, which were in the United States and all over the world, uh, that yes, she can definitely, she can go after him. And then he thought, well, she took money from the the Epstein Victims Fund. So that should cover him. You know, he, this is supposed to absolve um, any associates of, of Epstein's, but he, he's not mentioned by name. So, and, and she claims that, Jufrey's uh, contends that, you know, that doesn't matter. It doesn't cover him. It covers Epstein. So, and, and the judge ruled in her favor. So there's going to be, a, you know, a there's going to be a, a civil lawsuit. Wow, how about that, huh? I mean, this is, um, you know, and let's see what how salacious that gets. I, I think they, they're going to have to settle it out, right? They, they've got a ton of money. <laughs> the royals have a ton of money. They don't want this to, they, they don't want this to dominate anything, right? Um, no. They're going to they're pay her off. She's going to get a, a, a nice payday. And again, I don't want to minimize what she may have gone through as uh, as a as a child you know as a young well she wasn't really a child she was a teenager i don't consider her a child i mean she was what 17 or something right she was recruiting yeah. people girls younger girls 14 year old girls for jeffrey epstein she was playing along with this she's accused alan dershowitz of hanky panky of, of, of consorting with her, which he says is, is, is absolutely uh, uh, unfounded and, and a total lie, and he sued her in court. He, she, he says she's, uh, she's an, she is uh, a liar. She's all about money, and she's tried to pin this on, on everybody who's ever, who ever came in contact with Epstein just to, to make some money and, and, and gain some you know, prominence for herself and clear her name and make herself, you know, you know, benefit herself at somebody else's expense. He's gone after Dershowitz has gone after her. No question. And Frank McKay here with Melissa Itell, Juran, author, uh, mother, wife, uh, Renaissance woman, a, a, a little bit of everything, educator, novelist, uh, of course, radio show host, and subject of two separate documentaries. Uh, she does so much. And uh, I'll tell you Thank what, you. Melissa, it's uh, it's always good to get your insight. What do you think we're going to be talking about next week? What's the what's the big story on the bubble? And and again, it's just a guess, and we we never know. Things could change from time to time. But what's what's bubbling under the surface before we go? What do you what what's your guess? If you had to take a wild guess on what's going to be the big big news next week, what what uh, what emerges at least as a candidate? Uh, well, for for Biden or for. Uh well, they say Trump is supposed to make a is supposed to be making a big announcement soon. I don't know. Does he have another rally coming up? Maybe. You know, he got booed when he met. Did you know that Trump got booed when mm-hmm. he mentioned he got the booster shot? Which uh, that was somewhere with Bill O'Reilly. Where, where was where was that? I was in Texas, maybe. Maybe it was in Texas. Yeah, well, they were in. I think they were in Florida too. Yeah. They also had and, and the attendance wasn't that great. And uh, and by the way, oh yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean that that could be if he makes a big announcement. That certainly could be um, more COVID, right? Omicron is uh, yeah, is, is still more there. of the same. It's a big deal. More more of the same. Yeah, and then you're going to be you're going to see the people, these healthcare workers who may or other workers who lost their jobs because they refused to be vaccinated, now probably get their jobs back or at least have a say and have their day in court. And, and get back pay and whatever, uh, because uh, you, you just can't, it's, it's, you know, the, the court can't do the bidding of the president, and the president can't 
can't dictate, can't make these these pronouncements like a dictator. Oh, I'm, you know, we're going to, you know, you, you better be vaccinated or else I'm taking your job away. And everybody has, I mean, it's, you know, this is insanity. It. This is, no, it's not going to, it's not going to go over. You know, and, and here's the thing. I, I, I wish everyone who... Uh, who is possible, uh, you know, that, that doesn't provide a health risk for them. Uh, I, w- I would wish everybody get the vaccine, but I'm, I'm certainly not going to tell somebody what to do with their body, somebody, uh, you know, to force somebody to do it. I wish, I, I wish they were. I did it. You know, I got, the, I got the vaccine, and I'll get the booster as soon as I can. I got the infusion, so I got to wait a couple of months for that. But um, the uh, the truth is, uh, yeah, I mean, secretly, I, I not even secretly, I've said I, I wish people would get the booster. I mean, uh, get the uh, get the vaccine. But I don't think you could mandate the people to get it right. I mean, this is America still. It's right. And if, 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 if it's different, if the local, you know, the local government wants to pass something, but not, a, you know, you, you just can't dictate something like that. Um, if yes, if this were a let's say a Medicaid hospital or, or whatever, maybe you can you can do that under the law, but you can't you can't uh, legislate that. And, and the Supreme Court is not going to legislate something like that. They are you know they're going to they're going to um, decide whether something like that is constitutional or not. So you you can't um, you know this is up to the the city ordinance, the city the the, the local government. The local government wants to pass some kind of mandate, not the president dictating. Well, if you, you do it or not and you're going to lose your job and we're going to throw you in you know what's the next thing the next step we're going to throw you in in camps for the unvaccinated right yeah we've got to we've got to watch it uh we got we got to watch how uh how we're handling people we're going to get more and more pushback melissa thank you and and to everyone oh, else thank obviously you. Uh, thank yes. you especially uh, for listening each and every week Yes, we're really grateful that we have our viewers, our viewers, our listeners every day, every week, and may someday maybe we'll we'll be simulcast so you can yes. view us. <laughs> yeah, that would be oh, that's a that's a good idea. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Melissa, I tell once again is where to go, and we will see you all next time on the Melissa I Tell Join Show. <laughs> You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.